Hey, welcome to the Resolve Podcast, episode number 33. I'm Carly Tizano, a New Year's resolution coach obsessed with all things goal setting, personal development, coaching, and of course, resolutions. One of my biggest goals is to help you reach yours. I'm here to provide the tools, support, and inspiration you need to reach your goals this year and every year, and to feel supported every day along the way. Today, we are diving into a topic that I am very excited about. This is one of the podcast episode topics that I've had on my mind since I started the podcast way back in September, and honestly, even long before that, when I was coming up with lists of ideas. And so it's one that I'm super excited to bring to you today. I knew that I didn't want to tackle it when I first started the podcast because there were other important things, especially as we came up on the end of the year and the start of a new year. And then I didn't want to talk about this topic too early in the year because a lot of us were still riding on the high of a fresh new start of January 1st and everything else that comes along at the beginning of a new year. But by the time we get to this time in the year, a lot of times that is beginning to sag and go away a little bit. I think that we should absolutely capitalize as much as we can on the fresh start energy at the beginning of a new year. But oftentimes, even for me, by the beginning of February or at least mid-February, the energy that came from the beginning of the year is starting to sag a little bit, starting to wane. And I'm having to tap into other sources of motivation like commitment. That's one that I use a lot because since I set my goals very intentionally and I know that there's something that I want, I can use commitment to fuel my action for all the rest of the year once (laughs) the fresh feeling of motivation has gone away. And that's totally okay. I know I've talked about that in episodes in the past. But today is for those of you who maybe now we're mid-year and you've come up with a new goal that you want to pursue, or maybe you don't believe in resolutions at all. You think they're ridiculous and you think that January 1st is an arbitrary date, which of course it is, but it is still the start of a new year. Even if January 1st is just another day on the calendar, it still marks switching over into a new year and everything that's going to bring for you. No matter what your reason may be for being at this point in the year and maybe wanting to start something new, maybe pursue a new goal or move in a new direction, I am here today to talk to you about alternative fresh start days. And I've pulled these from two different sources, so I will, of course, credit them. And there are plenty more out there that you can pull from or that are going to maybe feel more natural to you. And so in that case, you should absolutely 100% go after them. But I wanted to give you a bank of ideas that you can pull from today that maybe you want to use based off of the type of goal that you're pursuing or based off of something else entirely. But I think that it's so fun to examine alternative times when you might get that little boost of a fresh start. Maybe it's not going to be as big as you feel on January 1st. It never is for me. And that's part of the reason why I really only set goals around January 1st, because most of the things I want to achieve, I want to tackle within that year time frame, And I just like looking at goals from the angle and perspective of New Year's resolutions. But if that's not you, then all of the alternative days we're going to be looking at today may just be exactly what you need to determine when you are going to start working towards your goal because the only thing worse than not moving towards your goal is not even knowing when you're going to start moving towards your goal. That is what we're going to be looking at today. And there is no right date. There's no wrong date. Just like you don't have to start on January 1st. You don't have to start on any of these other days that I'm going to mention. But like I said, if you can capitalize on even a little bit more of a fresh start or get a little bit more of a kickstart because you want to start or choose to start on one of these other days, then you should do that. It makes it a little bit more fun. It does give you that set time of, yes, I know I'm planning to start my goal on XYZ date instead of just saying, yeah, I want this thing and I'll achieve it at some point in the future. Or (laughs) one of the pitfalls of resolution saying, I want this thing, but mm, I'll wait until January 1st next year to start going after it. So 
without further ado, let's dive into these alternative dates for starting to pursue your goals and creating the life that you want and becoming the person that you want to be. So the first source, I'm pulling this first list from a book that I read several years ago and that I love. It was recommended, I think, by Gretchen Rubin, which is where I heard about it. And so I read it and I loved it. And it was the first time I came across a completed list or a collected list of other days to consider when you are starting to pursue a goal or go after something that you want. So this is from the book, When the Scientific Secrets of Perfect Timing by Daniel H. Pink. It's one that I've read several times and every time I take something new away from it and it's just completely fascinating. Daniel Pink, I have talked about him before on the podcast because he wrote a book recently about regret that I read and I enjoyed. And I've said this about him before, but he is a lot like Malcolm Gladwell or Dan and Chip Heath in that they take a general idea and then they do a lot of research and distill the ideas down and generally make the concept somewhat practicable for you to apply the idea or the concept in your day-to-day life. But I think that Daniel Pink is someone who does it to the next level than any of the others and I've always just enjoyed his writing and maybe it's his topics maybe it's his research maybe it's his application but (laughs) probably a little bit of both and probably in different quantities and different books but he just does it very well so in this book he put together a list of 86 days in the year when you can make a fresh start and I love looking at the year that way because it gives you so much potential and so many opportunities to have that fresh start. A lot of them are recurring, so of course it adds up to 86 days in the year pretty fast, but when you can think of it that way, you're coming up with a fresh start day at least once a week, as you'll see in just a minute, that's pretty natural, but I think that's so exciting. And you have the opportunity to pick any one of those 86 days, or honestly, any one of the 365 to just get started. He talks about them as being temporal landmarks that you can use to fashion a fresh start. So I kind of like that idea of you're scraping it together, you're building those pieces to build your fresh start, and then you're taking off, you're setting sail in pursuit of whatever it is that you want to pursue. (laughs) And he also makes sure to point out that many people are on their quest for their ideal day, but There is no ideal day. You just have to get started no matter what it is you're pursuing. So the 86 days start off with the first day of the month. So there are 12 of those that you can pick from throughout the year. Pick anyone that seems significant to you. If you have an idea for something you want to go after right now, then it's probably going to be the first day of the next month. Or it could be the first day of your birth month or something else if that's of significance to you. Or it can just be the first day of any month throughout the year. He also points out Mondays are a great day to make a fresh start. And of course, we have 52 of those throughout the year from which we can choose to pursue a fresh start. He also says that the first day of spring, summer, winter, or fall makes a really good day from which you can make a fresh start. He also said your country's Independence Day or the equivalent if you don't live in a country that celebrates an Independence Day. So here in, of course, the United States, that would be July 4th. Another great opportunity for a fresh start is a religious holiday, particularly one that's of significance to you, whether that be Easter, Rosh Hashanah, something else entirely. Of course, the number of those or the opportunities you'll have to utilize those would vary significantly based on your religious faith. And that's okay. If that is compelling to you, then choose one of those and by all means go after it. Also your birthday, (laughs) that's one that's fun, but it does vary based off of every single person. Um, And of course you only get one of those in the year, although you do get half birthdays as well. So if that is motivating to you, then certainly capitalize that on 
as well. A loved one's birthday, you could choose to start something either with them or on your own on someone else's birthday. And he does say that you will only have one of those, but I think chances are you have more than one loved one. So feel free to start on any or all of their birthdays as you choose. The first day of school or the first day of a semester, now that I am in school, once again, I am certainly capitalizing on this one at least to dive into new classes at the start of every term, if not setting a lot of other goals. But that is a really powerful one. And I know I've talked before on the podcast and certainly on my blog and Instagram about September being the other January. And for me, at least the other point in the year when I do feel the closest approximation to the fresh start that I feel at the beginning of January is what I feel at the beginning of the school year. It is definitely a back to school feeling and it's very reminiscent of those days with the box of brand new pencils and the fresh notebook. And it does to me just opens up a bunch of new possibilities about where you can go and the person you can become. So for me, that's one that I am particularly partial to, even if I am and always will be most partial to January 1st. Another option is the first day of a new job. Of course, you may not have one of those every year, but when you are, that is a great opportunity to dive into an entirely new life, a new set of ideals. You're going to probably have a new commute, a new routine, and it is a perfect opportunity to begin to put together the life that you want based off of probably the new job that you want or the new job that you got. Another opportunity is the day after graduation. That's going to be similar and significant for a lot of the same reasons of getting a new job and probably it will be closely followed by getting a new job or maybe a promotion, which is equally as exciting and equally as much of an opportunity to start pursuing new goals or a new direction. And the first day back from vacation, he lists as another opportunity. And he says that there are two of those in a year. I guess that is completely up to you and how many vacations you choose to go on. Um, And that's one for me that I would say I don't feel particularly motivated when I get back from vacation. Normally, I'm just trying to get back to my established routine, which of course is the life that I want or part of the life that I want. But normally when I come back from vacation, I'm not feeling like I really want to dive into something new, but maybe you're different. And if so, then you should absolutely tackle that. He also mentions that you can take advantage of the anniversary of your wedding or first date or divorce. (laughs) He says that there are three of those during the year, unless you have all three of those categories that you would celebrate, then there probably isn't for you. But if there is, each of those could certainly mark a day to start or pursue something new, especially I think within the realm of relationships. Those are always great opportunities to talk with your partner, to grow closer, to strengthen your relationship or to pursue a new direction together. He also mentions the anniversary of the day you started your job, became a citizen, adopted a dog or cat, the day you graduated from high school or university, and on and on. So again, those are all certainly days or components you can consider. He said that there's four of those, which I think is going to vary again, once again, based on you. So maybe you would even have more, but those are good ones to consider. I always think about the day that I graduated from college when that day rolls around. It just helps me to consider how many years it has been since I graduated and the things I've accomplished or the things I wish I have accomplished and want to work on to make sure that I can celebrate them by the time my next college graduation anniversary rolls around. And finally, the last one he lists is the day that you finish this book, which again is 
when the scientific secrets of perfect timing if you want to read it i promise you this is less than a page to read through this list so there is lots more content in this book for you to read and enjoy and so since you are not reading this book probably at this particular moment i would say an alternative day that you could start pursuing your goals is of course the day that you are listening to this podcast episode or even to tie that into what he said at the beginning of his list every monday is the opportunity of a fresh start and so every day you listen to this podcast when it comes out if you listen to it the day it comes out is a monday and so that's part of the reason actually why i put it on a monday because i wanted to help people feel motivated and excited at the fresh start of a brand new week so that they would feel compelled to tackle and pursue whatever it is they want to with this each new week if you were listening on monday today is an extra special day to start pursuing your goals even though it's not january 1st <laughs> and no matter what it is that you want to achieve so the second source that I want to pull a list from is, of course, Gretchen Rubin herself, which I find ironic because, of course, she is the one who pointed me in the direction of the book When to begin with. And she, on her podcast, Happier, has talked recently about what she calls the calendar of catalysts. And so she's put together a list of days that you might want to use as you start to pursue a new goal or move in a new direction. Even though she has laid it out on a calendar, which I think is an interesting way to look at it, she also says it's a menu of dates to use as reminders to stop, evaluate, and plan. And she's right. Different dates mean different things to different people. And so it's nice to look at the world and the year this way. And the dates are unique probably for you, but then some of them, of course, are established based off of just the year itself or the country in which you live. And you can utilize any or all of them that you want to. I'll go through her list. There will be some overlap, but she does have some different ones. And I wanted to frame it this way too, because sometimes a different way of looking at something helps you to perceive it differently or consider it differently. So I'm going to go through this list that she has come up with and released. And again, it's the Calendar of Catalysts by Gretchen Rubin. So of course, the first date on her calendar is January 1st, New Year's Day. And she does put in smaller print, one of the most popular times in the year to reflect, which I think is absolutely true. It's a very popular time during the year to consider your life and your goals, but any of these can be equally as good if you choose that you want them to be for you. Unfortunately, the rest of January is blank, so if you are wanting to start a goal, I think that's even more reason to start January 1st if that's when you are starting considering starting something new. Then in February, of course, we have all the natural holidays like President's Day, when maybe you want to consider political goals or affiliations or determinations. In February, we also have Valentine's Day, where maybe you want to consider love or your relationships. And then Gretchen Rubin adds on February 15th, Determination Day. She says that this is the day when you want to take stock of your progress or lack of progress on a new habit, particularly for those, I think, who start on January 1st. By the time you get to February 15th, it's like I was talking about at the beginning, you're having that lack of energy, you're dealing with all of those components. And so it can be helpful to have that time when you know you're going to take stock and either commit a new or determine a new direction that maybe is going to be more in line or that you feel that you're <laughs> maybe more committed to, especially if you aren't feeling motivation by that point in the year, deciding what is going to be fueled by commitment can be particularly helpful as you pursue your goals. And then in March, she likes to do a lot of plays on words and other things like that. So on March 4th, which is the birthday of a very special member of my family. So I would consider this an extra special day to start. But since it's March 4th, she says March 4th to better new habits. So of course you could March 4th on March 4th to whatever lies ahead for you in the future. And 
that is another very fun day to start. <laughs> if that sounds like it's something that would be fun to you. Then shortly thereafter, we have spring forward with the time change that the date of that changes, of course, every year. But she says that you can spring forward into action or exercise or whatever it is that you want to pursue. And I think that is another fun way of looking at it. Normally people tend to have, I think the lowest or notably lower motivation and energy that week of the year. I think it is one of the lowest. And I certainly know that the number of car accidents are the highest that week of the year. And it's because you are running on an hour less of sleep, at least generally. So that's something to keep in mind. But if you are feeling compelled to spring forward and not just on your clock, then certainly do that. Then shortly thereafter, generally we have the first day of spring and the spring equinox. Those are other great goals, other great calendar catalysts, especially I think if you're pursuing an outside goal or something related to nature, that would be a really fun thing to consider. Then moving on to April, if we have April 1st, which is April Fool's Day, not a holiday that I generally celebrate, but it's also the first day of quarter two, which if you like to assess your life based on quarters, which is certainly a determination that I've used in the past. And that can be helpful if you work for a business that does a lot of stuff structured on the quarter, then that's gonna be helpful to you. And another fun one for April 1st is since it's 4.01, April is the fourth month and it's the first day 4.01. Someone said that it was reminiscent of 401k retirement plans. And so 401 could be a fun day for you to consider saving for retirement or moving towards the future. And other things related to your financial or retirement or future life. Shortly thereafter, on April 10th, is the 100th day of the year. I do think that is a fun way to think about it. Not something that probably would have come to my mind generally, but it is interesting. And that's something that maybe we're celebrating, especially if you have reached a goal by that point in the year. To me, it doesn't seem like a particularly great day to start something, unless maybe you have checked something off. But if you like the idea of the 100th day of the year on April 10th, then certainly dive in. And then shortly thereafter, of course, we come to tax day which is a great opportunity to think about your finances, money. So April has lots of great opportunities for you to think about money and finances. So if you need the catalyst to do that, then that's a great option. But once again, anytime during the year when you want to start working towards those things is a great time to start working towards those things. So from there, moving into May, we have, of course, at the very beginning on May 1st, we have May Day, which as she points out, May Day is not just May Day. When you say May Day, it also generally can uh, be used as a trouble or an alert. And so she says it's a great day to consider asking for help. If you feel like you are sinking or struggling, that may be exactly what you need to consider ways to get the support that you need. She also said it's an interesting month or day in which you can consider things that you may do to say, I may do that or I may do this. And for some people that is... <laughs> the only way they can get themselves to do something, we'll be talking about the four tendencies, which is another Gretchen Rubin conception in the near future. And there is one group of people, one of the tendencies for which considering the things that they may do is one of the best ways to actually do something. And after May 1st, of course, we have May 4th, <laughs> which as per Star Wars, may the fourth be with you. May the force be with you. Gretchen Rubin points out that considering the day this way, which I've certainly heard May 4th be used in a lot of contexts. May the 4th be with you, certainly being one of them. And in Gretchen's mind, she says that you can use the day to face big, intimidating challenges or decisions that may lay ahead of you, which I can certainly see how that could be compelling to you, particularly if you are a big Star Wars fan, of which I will admit I am not. But if you are, then that could be a great day for you to dive into that. And then related somewhat to 401 and the month of April almost entirely, 
on May 29th or 529 since May is the fifth month. Someone commented and told Gretchen that 529 is reminiscent of 529 savings plans for education. So it may be a day in which you want to consider saving for the education of members of your family or how you may need to save for your own education or to consider anything financial or education related for yourself in general. From there, moving on to the month of June, which is a little bit barer, but in the middle of the month is the first day of summer and the summer solstice. I do always think about the summer solstice and the longest day of the year when it comes around. I don't normally start or end anything around that time, at least not intentionally, but I always think it's something worth considering and marking the passage of time that way. And of course, enjoying the longest day of the year. That's <laughs> something I always try to do. And then switching over into July, of course, July 1st is the first day of quarter three. To me, July being quarter three somehow always blows my mind, but it is the first day of July. It's always the first day of quarter three. And for the same reasons, if the quarter system works for you or if it's something that you use naturally or want to use, there you go, July 1st. But thereafter, we have July 2nd, which I had never heard this or conceptualized it this way, but July 2nd is halfway day because it is the 183rd day of the year and it marks the halfway point. I had never heard of July 2nd being halfway day before until Gretchen Rubin mentioned it and I am completely in love with that idea. Again, I'm not sure I'm gonna stop or start anything intentionally ever on that date, but I love thinking about July 2nd that way. So if that's something that means something to you, it's like the half birthday of the year. So if you like that idea or are motivated to stop or start something on or around there, then certainly do that. Okay, then rolling over into August, summer is a little bit bare, I think, on the calendar of Catalyst. Of course, there are 4th of July, and at least for people I know, a lot of birthdays and related to birthdays in August, Gretchen wrote Dogist because apparently... August 1st is the day to celebrate the birthday of a dog. If you don't know the dog's actual birthday, if you have a dog in your life or in your home and you don't know their birthday, then August 1st is the day that you can celebrate them or maybe the day or month when you want to think about expanding your pet family, bringing someone new into your home. So if you need a catalyst for something like that, then August or August 1st might be the day for you to do that. Shortly thereafter, we have September. So of course, we start off the month pretty early with Labor Day, generally the official end of the summer season, contrasted with Memorial Day, which is in May and generally marks the start of the summer season. Either work, but Labor Day is particularly great to consider your job or your work, especially if you haven't gotten a new job, you're not thinking about quitting, you don't really have a promotion on the horizon. Labor Day, since labor is related to work, it's an awesome opportunity for you to think about and consider your work life and any changes that you may want to make related to that. And then shortly thereafter, generally the next day is re-entry day, where generally either that day or the next day, kids and individuals are generally going back to work and school, at least after the long weekend and maybe after the summer. So that can be a day that is difficult, but certainly worth celebrating. And it ties back into September being the other January. If you're gonna start something that day or around that time is a particularly great time to do so. Then closer to the end of September, we have the first day of fall and the fall equinox. So that is another great thing to celebrate, particularly if you have a nature or outdoor related goal. Although at least where I live, that's about the time you're gonna have to start thinking about bringing outdoor related goals indoors. But Luckily for us, generally through the end of September, you're probably good to be spending time outside. Then we have October, which of course the first day of October marks the start of Q4. And as I talked about way back in episode three, I talked about the last 90 days of the year because I generally find that conception of the last quarter of the year to be much more beneficial to think of 
all of the days that you have individually instead of like just the last three months. So you can consider this as the quarter four or you can think starting in October about just the last 90 days or around there based off of which day you're thinking about it. Um, then of course we have Halloween and other holidays surrounding that. November, of course, early on in November, we have fall back. So this is a great opportunity to get more sleep or to make use of the extra hour that you gain by falling back. Gretchen Rubin is a big fan of that, just getting up earlier and incorporating something new into your life in that hour that you have at least that day or holding on to it a bit longer. So if that's something that something you want to do, then certainly do that. Generally, I choose just to fall back into bed and sleep the extra hour, but (laughs) you could also use it to make intentional progress on something that matters to you. Then of course we have Thanksgiving, Black Friday, Cyber Monday. Generally, Gretchen also added to the list the day after Thanksgiving, which is conventionally known as Black Friday, because it's the day when stores move from being in the red to being in the black, thanks to all the shopping. But one of the listeners to Gretchen's podcast had called in and said that she likes to think of the day after Thanksgiving as a free day because it's not associated really with any kind of national holiday. A lot of people choose not to shop, but most people also have the day off of work unless they work food service or retail generally. And so it's a free day to tackle a big project or do something else that you want to do. I generally use it to decorate for Christmas because I want to enjoy my Christmas decorations as long as possible, but not before Thanksgiving. But whether that's your big project or not, you can choose to intentionally tackle something that you want to in November. Then towards the end of December, we also have the first day of winter and the winter solstice. And generally right around there is always my birthday. And if you have a birthday throughout the year, that is a great day to think about your life and your goals and what you want to achieve. For me though, I've said it before on the podcast, since my birthday is so close to the end of the year, it just wraps up with all the other January 1st and resolution and goal setting energy for me. So I think my birthday just compounds that. But if you have a different time during the year to consider your life and your goals and the direction you want to go, then certainly take advantage of that. I hope this has been an interesting look for you at all of the different options that you have to pursue your goals, to go after something new or different. I think it's super exciting to think about all the different ways that we can change or transform our life and all the different times that we can use as catalysts to do that. So I will link Daniel Pink's book, When, and Gretchen Rubin's Calendar of Catalysts in the show notes if you want to take a closer personal look. And I certainly invite you to do that. They're very exciting and great resources to turn to. So today I encourage you to resolve to find an alternative fresh start date that you think would work for you. Or if you're anything like me, acknowledge yourself that New Year's Day, New Year's resolutions, that's the way to go for you. If so, welcome to the club. You can have fun here with me, but if not, or if you want to open and spread your horizons, broaden your horizons a little bit, then certainly dive into any of these other fresh start days that we talk about. Maybe other ones that you'll come up with as well. This is by no means meant to be a completely comprehensive list. Like I said, the, the days you choose are probably as varied as the listeners to this podcast. And honestly, all the people out there in the world. So choose whichever days are going to work best for you and use them to help you reach your goals. And this week I am reading The Weekend Away by Sarah Alderson. I've been reading a lot of thrillers this year uh, and this one was recently made into a Netflix film. So I saw the preview for it and then the book popped up at the library and I figured I probably won't ever watch the movie, but I might as well read the book. And it falls into, of course, my favorite thriller genre. So it made it onto my list and now I'm reading it. I'm just starting, but so far it's very reminiscent of We Were Never Here, a thriller that I read last year, but I'm enjoying both of them, at least so far. (laughs) We'll see, of course, where this one goes and where this one ends up. And today I want to toast 
having my book out to my preliminary readers. I've gone through several rounds of edits with this book, but now this is the first time I've really given it out to a wider scope of readers to get their feedback before I move on into the publication process. And it's so exciting to have that done and out there and to be getting their feedback. It's so fun to see how this book has come to fruition in ways that I guess I always knew that it would, but that have taken a lot of time and effort and energy along the way. Um, and I can't wait to share the book with all of you very soon. At some point during this year, the book can be in your hands too. So with that, thanks for tuning into the Resolve Podcast. You can follow me on Instagram at Carly Tisano. I would love to connect with you. Don't forget to rate and review. It really helps other people find the show and subscribe if you haven't already so that you don't miss another great episode next week. For the show notes or additional support in reaching your goals, check out carlytisano.com. Until next time, here's to all that lies ahead.